downtown. So he, he asked me not to say anything. So, so he said that you should say something. So I, he said I should tell everybody about yeah, it. Yeah, So that's working too. Nice. Okay, nice. there you go. So you almost died. Almost died. You're about to be in Italy. About to be in Italy. And projects working. Projects are working. Nice. Uh, private caterings are starting to come back. Oh, shit. When I was at, people are just going out. All right, like, so oh, it's I went to all a over. wine <laughs> public wine tasting like uh, trade show the other day. Where was this at? Uh, it was over in the ice box. It was smaller, but like you know, okay, like uh, a miniature version of a trade show. So that's coming back, you know. See, so the world back, is coming back. How is that possible? How the fuck do we move on? And ain't no one said shit. Um, <laughs> Didn't I not say some, this like years oh, ago? Oh, yeah. Some I people, said this Some is my people fear. are saying shit. I still see p- some it's people walking happen. around. But, you know, it's, I think it's always just going to be like that no matter what. There's always yeah, going to be some. We moved on already. The ma- it's, a, it's all about what the majority has decided. It's true. It is. But mm-hmm. it's not even, it's not a stated thing. It's just something that kind of goes without saying. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like the moments passed. If you wanted to talk about it, it was about a sliver of five minutes. You could have said yeah. something and now, a discussion. And now your time. Now, now if you try like, to bring it over, old. people are like, dude, come on. Keep up. But Johnny Depson Corp, bro. Watch that. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Bro versus Wade, bro. Come on. Get on ah, it. Dude, that's crazy, too. But that's what I said. I said, whoever's doing the programming was like, okay, here, we got to put that out there. Since yeah. nobody's watching the war in Ukraine, that shit's over. Right, let's do the next shit. Yeah, that stuff's over, too. Yeah. That, that's not still happening. So that's what I'm saying. So it, I look at it as TV programming. Crazy. It's like whoever's doing the programming realizes, oh, yeah. man, okay, nobody's watching this shit. We got to put something out there where people going to get Well, it's just like some if you keep, keep something new going, you, people can't keep up with everything. So then they're just like, Whatever, whatever the groups decides, I'm fine with it. Ooh, there you go. See, so now we're open. Yeah. So now and we're then, back. Yeah, and then you get like you are the group. You know, mm-hmm. who's ever the programmer is also the decider of the group programming now. They don't have to appease anybody. They just move on to the next thing. Whatever they put on, that's and, true. And that cycle is like it's so fast. It's fast. Because what? How many things fast since cycle. COVID has quote unquote ended? Yeah. There was Russia, Ukraine, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Now there's the Roe v. Wade, and now I'm skipping Will hella Smith. stuff. Will Smith. Will Smith. Getting I forgot. Will Smith. Getting Dave Chappelle getting tackled this morning. Yeah. Uh, what else? How many? Th- you know, it's always something. I just named three or four big ones, yeah. but there's been hella small ones, See. and then that's that's just like the nationwide stuff. We're not even talking about like in your county, in your Local, city, yeah. in your yeah, interpersonal in your friend group yeah. stuff. That you know. See, so it's all a battle for your mind, your all, space in your yeah. off time. They're yeah. trying to keep viewers in, like what you were talking about. We're at uh, Insight Temple, oh, no, we're at Temple, Temple Coffee, not Insight. Temple. Excuse me. Yeah, and you were talking about their marketing and during the small coffee wars here in Sacramento. Seems like they're, they're definitely thriving. Uh, you know, I with multiple they, locations. They got small. it down, dude. Every time you look at some of some, one of their marketing things, you're like, that looks so professional. They make it look five star. Yeah, it's, it's coffee. Yeah, I, I thought I was walking into like a French Paris, boot, you know, clothing boutique when <laughs> I walked in. Hello, artisan and shit. Yeah, they got the penny tiles. Not even penny tiles, but actually pennies. For yeah, tiles. tiles, yeah, yes. I mean, it's cool. Look, I, I, I'm it. not saying I'm not into it. I'm. I think it's hella dope looking inside. But it's, it's like so strange. It's crazy that, that yeah. someone had the vision to be like, if I invest, invest in this space, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it back. But shit, coffee is what ten dollars a coffee now. Now, yeah, not when it started. No, exactly. Now. So it is justified because the you know the fucking mm. the profit margin on that. Yeah. Is. I mean, I, I, you didn't go in, but I like I liked at the pastry case. The pastry case looked like a pastry case of like a like French bakery. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had like frosting with garniture on cookies. Dude, and so I was like, I mean, it's cool. Baking and I pastries think, back. Yeah, I, I'm into that stuff too. So I, I, it's just it's wild. 
it's wild to see the level of professionalism in just your average place now and how mm -hmm. far up it is. Mm -hmm. It's not, you can't just be like, oh, well, we're rustic. Like what was like hot cuisine five years ago is like rustic now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which it's is crazy. moving. Um, yeah. That's fast. That's fast. It is fast. Yeah, I'm trying to, it's so strange. Like when we talk about it, it's always the, the small percentage. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be a small percentage, but in that small percentage, trying to, you know, see the moving parts, it's, it's constantly moving. You yeah. know what I mean? Things are, are always outdated sometimes. Like I was thinking about this other day, right? Like when you're in a fine dining setting, mm -hmm. there is a different way, you know, things are done mm -hmm. uh, from start to finish. And the emphasis and I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea of the whole emphasis is for you to, you know, create and express, you know, your style through your food, whatever that may be. And that's open ended. There's no one strict way to do it. I'm more fascinated at the idea of like trying to source ingredients. You yeah, know what I'm, I'm super into that, too. Like, oh, I got this. Like, it's almost like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like, you know, like DJs, right? DJs are always looking for something that the nobody's ever heard. Yeah. And it doesn't have to necessarily be new. It's just something either, you know, like what you were talking about, trying to find ancient techniques, kind of things like yeah. that. You're trying to find stuff that is either... Trying to find the guy that's, like, been around producing mm -hmm. music that just hasn't gotten popular. Yeah, and or you the just one find an album him. from a long time ago, and it's just like, whoa, I could sample you're that. Like, Yo, hey, what is this? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's So cool. you're trying to reinvent, recreate, or, you know, have a new spin or a new take on an ingredient. And mm -hmm. it's, it's constant, because the mm -hmm. combinations are forever. But then, you know, off camera, we were talking about you know, spring fish dishes. And you're like, this is a classic. And that is tried and true. That's as good as the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. As good as the, the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. No, just, that, you know this is what that, you're going to get. Those ingredients have been put together in in one way or another forever mm -hmm. for, for spring. Yeah. You know, what, what I say, peas, radishes, mm -hmm. and some kind of lettuce green, mm -hmm. Little lemon. Yeah, arugula, lemon. That, that's like how awesome. many... you. If you gave someone, if you gave a hundred people those four ingredients, you would get like a hundred different dishes. Yeah, combinations, yeah. yeah. And that's just one all one. with the same flavors. And there's a there's a level of reinventing, and there's just so many different avenues from the creation side. That's what mm -hmm. I think makes you know food fascinating. But right. the things that I, like I was talking about, just like the sourcing. It's interesting now that we're in the day and age when we talk about you know uh, locality and we talk about you know being abundant in California. And there's still this urge and this need to try to source something so unique, whether it's in town or out of town. And that's a kind of philosophy, like a head to head, you know, kind of clash where there's the thinking, well, you know, if you've heard of like radius cooking and hyper seasonal or it's like, oh, mm -hmm, I'm hyper mm -hmm. like this week. Oh, it's available. I stay, I stay within 20 miles of my restaurant. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, concept wise, it's dope because if you really look at it, you're it's like, cool. that's it's a, a huge cool challenge. Way. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I, I appreciate the challenge. I don't want to mm -hmm. do it that way. But yeah, I, I appreciate the people. Winning. And that's mm -hmm. like how you that's like a main way to either discover like a brand new technique or like rediscover an old technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. like, like a challenge. Yeah, back in the day when there wasn't the infrastructure, you had to work with what was within twenty miles mm -hmm. or within five miles, plus whatever dried stuff you could have. So yeah. it's almost like you relearn old techniques that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to revisit. That's it. how the Noma guy did it, right? He was just mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna only use stuff from here." And then he started like doing that, and then all of a sudden he found himself like looking at really old cookbooks mm -hmm. for when that was not even just a choice that's just yeah. what the only like everyday eating or that yeah. was the food of the time yeah you know people like variety so yeah. how do you spice it up when you only have access to five different things mm -hmm. or one vegetable to sustain you a whole week mm -hmm. 
you want to do something. And then it gets reinvented and gets reintroduced to the yeah. same population. That's what's yeah. so strange. It's yeah. like it's familiar, but it's different. And then mm-hmm. you go through that cycle. And then, like I said, it's constantly moving. Like if you're a restaurant, it's it's, it's a constant evolution. It's always. Even when you like have yeah. a dish that's like comes back every season. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least for me, yeah. I try and like, let's change it a little bit. Let's see. Let's try it this way this year. Yeah. Let's, you know, use these vegetables this week, this year. So that way when people come in, they're like, oh, I'm familiar. Oh, but he's doing it this way. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Even if they're familiar with it and if they weren't, but they're still a regular, it's like they would say, oh, I've had this dish before. Yeah. Or this is something I swear I've seen this. Or it's a fan favorite because, and this is to the the Matrix, you know, talking point. It's like, yo, do we only know what this is based on the fact that they've driven this in our heads? Yeah. You gonna say like I the do. spring thing? You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's classic. How yeah. do we know this shit's fucking yeah. classic? Uh, Who said so? Because that's what it says. I <laughs> yeah, guess. Yeah, right. Because that's like yeah. the steak idea. You know, when they're eating mm-hmm. dinner, you're like, you only know that's good is because they tell you it's good. Because they tell you it's good. Yeah, for true. Oh, and I always, I always wrestle back with that, but uh, to the to the whole cooking thing and expression and, and abundance. Like when it comes down to Sacramento and California, like what we talk about, locality. There's a lot of abundance, but for chefs that are, uh, you know, uber competitive. I would assume there is a little bit of that. Oh man, I'm trying to get this. There's a certain morale that grows. Yeah, and I'm trying to get. No one knows yeah, it. you know, and I'm not going to tell nobody. Morellaceum, yeah. not spotulitis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and no, I'm trying it's to. It's curious cool. how where that derives from. Is that always going to be a natural part of the industry? I think, I think maybe recently it's probably just deriving from like people. That seems to be what the public is interested in. Like. Oh. I've had I've had that same thing everywhere. How can I make it just a little bit? This one fly, bee won't leave me alone, huh? Yeah. Uh, shit on your head. <laughs> shit on my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, just trying to like stand out in the crowd because right now the market is flooded, mm-hmm. right, with restaurants. So it's like, okay, how do I do spring risotto that a hundred out of two hundred restaurants are doing, and then also stand out a little bit? So how do people like? Oh. Let me get go to there and get that one because blank. Yeah. You know, because they're using carnaroli rice from this person who's been growing it in Sacramento for 100 years and yeah. no one was buying it until this year. You know? See, and that diner is a very unique diner. Yeah. That's not a commonplace diner. Yeah. No, at least to my but knowledge. they seem to be kind of driving what people are interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, they seem to be the, the, the ones that are doing all the posting and then people are like, oh, well, if they went, I got to go. Yeah, you see, know? and then Almost that's like how local it starts celebrity to, status. That's it's how it weird. starts to change. Yeah. Because that's coming from a local standpoint because I agree with you in the idea that if someone identifies it and is a connoisseur of the food in that manner, mm-hmm. then that kind of rubs, especially if they're, you know, uh, uh, public, uh, public, like kind of, you know, posting and kind of putting that out. Right. That kind of puts this, you know, uh, ether out there of a talking point where if someone didn't know, and becomes a, a you know advocate for food or a fan, then read something like that. Then now that person is equipped with that knowledge, so yeah. on and so forth. And then it kind of trickles back to the theory of then that holds every restaurant again to have to. All right, now I gotta go. Now I have to buy this rice because mm-hmm. this other place is buying this rice and everyone mm-hmm. likes it. And now they all come in and ask me, "You got that one?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do now." See, but then all oh, what happens. And is then and then we all have to do something else. Exactly, because then there's that everybody's going that way. And yeah. then everybody swims back. Now I gotta like swing. Now I gotta swing back. No, and then you I have the other one. Yeah, you have the market. It's even better. Local, and then this is the guy who used to work for them. And it, now they yeah. work for them, and they've been harvesting. And this is the first harvest in that style of rice, but it's not called that rice. It's called yeah. this. And then it's cu- it's like, oh, this is kind of what happened. It's uh, it's just another one of those things of like, 
the never ending list of stuff that I got to do every day mm-hmm. on top of like, dude, the boring stuff, like the scheduling, the ordering and da da da. And now I also have to be like a sales rep at the table and be able mm-hmm. to just like whip any information out at whatever time. Yeah. I also have to know like every HR thing I have to know mm-hmm. and educate the diner about that. And it's just like crazy. Yeah. It's okay though. I mean, I kind of enjoy it. A but it's in bit. a time crunch too. See the difference oh, with yeah. that serving experience is certain restaurants will have more of the turn and burn effect or the quick table switch versus the long elated or long elongated like a you know uh, table yeah. services where I like the elongated table yeah. I actually went somewhere the other day that you ordered off an iPad and paid at the iPad Oh really They had a counter that looks like it was maybe set up like if something goes wrong on the iPad they can still do it manually Yeah 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 but the main source of taking orders was you went to a table. It had four different iPads, each with, like, its own little square pay thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did it all there. Oh, no interact. The only time I interacted with the person was when my food came up. They were like, for polo? And I was like, this is crazy. That is crazy. Everything was, like, autonomous. Even, even the front counter they had was, like, really long. And then on the side had, like, these boxes where um, – it was like, did you order online? Did you order in store on the tablet? Did you order through the, one of these other apps? And it was like, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. This is like, they turned a restaurant into like a shipping house. Mm-hmm. But you just come pick up from yeah. there. I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. This is, I was like, this is the future of the fast food. Because they, uh, now they don't have to pay just some cashier. Yeah. I, I, it was wild. That you know? is strange. Yeah, I've noticed was, that before too, though. I mean, definitely a more efficient way to get the orders in. I, yeah. you know, I don't know if they're if it gets crazy how fast they push them out, but oh. it was it was kind of crazy. Yeah, I think that becomes the common uh, the Why common not dining for fast method. food. Yeah, because fast food, and then you're not w- going there for the customer service exactly. experience. Yeah, no one was going into fast food and dining for the last 10, 15 years. No one really is going in there and eating, no. like how it used to be. That a lot used of people to don't even thing. go in. They don't even no. see that. They no. you know order through DoorDash, Postmates, now it's they everyone. Do. It's yeah. like they even leave their house. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. it, it's kind of crazy. I haven't seen if that's had an effect on the type or how many diners I have. Mm. I've been getting really busy personally, and I, and I think that system of running a, a fast food joint is probably still too new to have any measurable effects on like the other scales of dining around it but i I am intrigued to see if i i'm gonna start asking diners like hey have you been to you know that place where you see what they say yeah because that place is a premium on it uh efficiency it's it's close to me it's incentivized because as an owner or as a you know fucking head of the kitchen type shit you're thinking like okay that definitely cuts labor cuts (sighs) error cuts cuts all the air there's a lot of things and then someone's like well my orders on it's like you put it in Mm mm-hmm Sure, yeah. we'll remake it, but yeah, it's on you. That's you're the one who did that. Yeah. There's no miscommunication here. You know what's crazy? It's a, that's almost like a way of like how we're always talking about like when you call, it's always some third party that is mm-hmm. at fault. Mm-hmm. Now instead of some third party, it's not even it's not even the first party of the business. It's yeah. you. You direct. It, it's like it's your fault. Yeah, you're the like, one. I don't even work for this it. company. Yeah. Oh, it's still your fault, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's wild. There's no one else to blame. Like there wasn't a server. There wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't a server. You, you put it in. It out. Yeah. The system worked. You right? paid for it. You did pay for it, right? Yeah. And it said this is your order, and you didn't look it over. That's crazy. That's not on anybody else but you. Yeah. That is. That does change the dynamic, at least, of mm-hmm. the experience. But is that so? Then, as a as restaurants going forward. 
for the restaurants that, and I want to say that'll be more of the talking point for mid-tier restaurants that are fast casual or casual dining that would consider that. You know, I think so. Because I know coming out of... Why you know, wouldn't Chipotle thing, do that? Did, see? Who says that they're not even close? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're probably really close. I bet close. they've looked into it. Like what we talked about with the, uh, the chips, mm-hmm. like, you know, just tracking their orders. Clearly, mm-hmm. they're on that level. I can only assume that at certain points there will be a mechanical arm back there for, you know, just, flipping something. Yeah. It's there. The technology's there. Yeah. It makes it exactly the same every time, right? So, so Supposedly. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the part that they're running into that's difficult is consistency using 100% like natural and products like they still use onions and peppers mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah. until they can figure out how to make produce grow exactly the same every time. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they can invent a, a robot to cut it exactly the same, mm-hmm. but it'll still be a challenge. I think like the onion is going to change by a couple of millimeters or, you know, every time. Yeah, there isn't going to be a, but see, that's the thing that they're also doing a lot of, you know, the cultivation into like vertical farming, mm-hmm. indoor farming, which possibly can make could them do look that. exactly the same. That's true. But then it's almost like not what the diner wants, right? No. They want to see like every strawberry looks a little bit different. I would hope so. I mean, I do. See? It makes me feel like they're trying. I think there's both. I think both statements are true. I think there's a lot of people that love consistency because, like I said, I think that may have been driven into people's minds, and that's the standard that most restaurants will hold themselves to is a form Mm -hmm. of consistency on all levels, which is tremendous because that's the reason why you come back. That's the reason why the rapport is there. But in that same token, it's the variable and what makes the industry, you know, shitty and great is – anything can happen on any day you know what i mean like the food mm-hmm. comes in there isn't you there's a certain point that you don't have control you know what i'm saying yeah. like the, i don't know the halibut just looks like that yeah the halibut the, was the like tuna wide and flat this time and yeah. then two days later mm-hmm. i mean you uh, the sturgeon's a great example or salmon's an even better example mm-hmm. sometimes the salmon that comes in mm-hmm. is wide flat and mm-hmm. fine yeah. yeah sometimes it's like thin and tall yeah and it's like i got to portion it yeah and it's got to look the same to the guests mm-hmm. you know i got at least at the marks. moment i don't i don't see how you could train a computer to have as low amount of waste as a person can have and make it look the same mm-hmm. that'd be a challenge mm-hmm. i think and make and make the computer affordable in mass yeah you know? yeah see so then that's a hard part to have ever a chance when it's able to fully go autonomous i think for certain restaurants because there's always going to be an element of uh yeah like the variables because yeah. unless we're doing this start to finish where everything is exactly yeah, yeah I, by that time it's like oh that's when the robots are also going out to eat and yeah, the robots that, are feeding yeah, each yeah. other and we, we're just over here and we just <laughs> we just like have a pace that yeah. They feel is. yeah yeah I mean, it's it's, it's a notion that's funny, but that's something that's been you it's know not expressed to us. To happen. Yeah, especially yeah, we've as seen it in you, movies. Yeah. How many times? Well, the fact that you explained that experience eating, it's kind of like a, oh shit, yeah, it is here. It's yeah. not like it's not. It's just like I said, if we're going to be living in the future, you're never going to fully recognize it. It's just going to keep on going. Yeah, it's just like oh man, dude, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, that was so different. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I'm intrigued to see if uh, anyone who's seen the Star Trek, the food synthesizer thing. Mm. I remember being in a in a nutrition class, and the teacher going, "That's 100% possible." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Because it makes sense to that guy, yeah." Uh, but he like, he was also like a food chemist, so he like knew the the chemistry behind the foods we eat uh, at a molecular level. And he's like, "Yeah, dude, food is like 
95% nitrogen, carbon, oxygen. Yeah. Just rearranged into it. So all they have to do is figure out how to print molecules, which they're always going to be printing smaller and smaller and smaller until mm. they get there. So mm. that's a matter of time, right? And we're mm. like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he was like, and then they just sell you like the other elements as like a spice rack. Yeah. Oh, you want a little iron this week? Okay, that'll cost you like nine nine nine. Yeah. You know, and then it'd just be like a printer. And you just uh, load your like mercury, iron, you know. I, see, I, I, was like, I think that's that definitely. That is crazy. Yeah, because yeah. think about it. The They're just going to sell elements. 3D then printers been no out for a long time. Right? The, that's got to be the most efficient way to feed a population. Mm-hmm. If you just break everything down to chemical, to elements. Yeah. yeah pretty wild but see it always feels like as you're describing that you know we break everything down reconstitute it and then give it back that sounds like what fast food is to a certain degree yeah where you're kind of trying to not necessarily manipulate but just more of a created efficiency structure based around kind of you know in a consistency yeah, I do, I do, yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah technically that's what it is and then we, socially we're like no that's bad no. it's like but but people keep buying it it's the same time they're that's slowly incorporating even in other avenues now. yeah so it's not only that industry. But like I said, like it's always going to be a very small percentage of people that dine, and I think that's going to stay true forever because mm-hmm. that's, like you said, the variables. And I think the people that experience food in that manner will continue to seek out those things, and therefore yeah. there will always be those establishments. There, I, always. In my, in my opinion, there will always be restaurants because – I don't know. It's more than just like, oh, I I went out to eat. You know, it's like a whole thing. It's like, oh, I went out and the server was hell funny mm-hmm. and told me this funny the joke. The whole experience. It's yeah, the start whole. To finish, oh yeah. man, I went out to. Do have you been to that Washington restaurant, dude? They got ferns everywhere. It looks hella nice in there. And mm-hmm. you know, it's about not just the food, but the location and the, and the customer service experience, customer which environment. You people kind of want a little bit of randomness to it, mm-hmm. of like, oh, I don't really know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Where when you put in the printer, it's like I know exactly what's going to happen. Exactly, and I think Unless that's it why breaks, it I makes guess. sense. But then at the same time, it goes against our very nature of wanting yeah. to experience. And I think that's what is the through line for restaurants. I think going forward, I think what happens is the the middle tier. You know, like I said, casual, fast casual. It's going to continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. you know into probably different subsections if anything if not i think it just kind of separates and then there becomes a new avenue of casual dining i think dining yeah. halls are around the corner at least locally i know that there's a couple of dining halls where it's more of that very casual like shared experience mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. oh you just grab go eat um i'm waiting for like fresh choice to come back remember fresh choice oh i know what happened I want one of those. They were ahead back. of their time, dude. They were ahead of their time. <laughs> that place was awesome. You go there, you just fucking fill up on helicopters. Once helicopters. you got in, you're just like soft serve. Oh <laughs> fuck know, yeah! Yeah, I did everything reverse. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, well, I got sour salad. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Once, you, once that was one of the places. Like once you were in, it, yeah. you were in, right? Mm-hmm. Unlimited. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Are buffets dead? Or are they still doing those things? I don't know. Probably now, because everyone's scared of the mixing germs well, and whatever. I think it becomes that same situation where middle tier. You know, uh, buffets; mm-hmm. those are uh, probably struggling. Yeah. But anything that is like like a fine Vegas dining, buffet, I bet is fine. Anything that's above eighty dollars for per seat, I think is probably okay. Yeah, that's just strange because, to my thinking, that style of dining I think is probably the best, considering my understanding of the amount of abundance we have in food. Because you know what I'm saying, like that's where it's on display. I think that's the best skill set to have. Is you know, like in restaurants, it's always whoever's working. You know, buffet is always going to be the most craftiest motherfuckers because you're Mm -hmm. taking in 
all the know, scraps all the scraps and left over turn into something yep, exactly that's why I commend yeah. I love buffets man just the way they're able to reconstitute shit yeah. I'm like, oh, I can see how they did that and it's I weird. love it it's cool it's cool yeah no waste yeah so I don't know I mean yeah but, uh, the cooking game uh, the futuristic implications I think are are here I just don't know how those really infiltrate into you know uh, fine dining versus fast casual casual as far as the buffet how does no, it just like any anything technology wise because mm. i think i see it more in fast food first and mm. then like you said it's like there'll probably be parts and you know certain things that infiltrate into smaller uh you know mid-tier family style restaurants oh, but it will oh, be from that an entire that. you know it'll be a little more yeah. tasteful probably or just a little more subtle where you'll have like a leather bound you know fucking uh, screen tap screen thing yeah, that yeah. kind of integrates into instead the of plastic. Yeah, it'll be like, you know oh, well, here, mm-hmm. open up your booklet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little tablet. Yeah, I think that's what we're moving to because you're going to want to incorporate it, but you're not going to want to have to deter your people from that feeling of it being so robotic. Yeah. yeah. So how do you continue to yeah, have the you same disguise it a little mm-hmm. bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be some subtleties there, and then in the kitchen, I'm assuming the same deal. Like it's almost remember when. Uh, sous vide machines and a lot of molecular stuff was starting to make its way into certain kitchens. Mm-hmm. Um, same deal. It was like it was. It wasn't a thing, and all of a sudden, it it, it got to a lot of kitchens, yeah. and it kind of now it's in every. I wouldn't homes. be surprised to yeah, it's in everyday home. I wouldn't be surprised to see it in in fast food soon, because mm-hmm. what it was all about. How can I replicate? something of a high quality mm-hmm. at scale mm-hmm. here let me use this technique is good for that uh-huh. a fast food company is eventually going to make use of that because oh, yeah. like oh i can do it this way and it's exactly the same and mm-hmm. i can make a nicer product yeah but isn't that what chipotle is chipotle uses chipotle. a lot of ceviche su- uh, right or marinating yeah, I mean, at least I or guess. something like that because i don't know how the meats come we, in we, we i don't used, know if that's proprietary a thermalizer knowledge. Which, for people who aren't, it's just a hot water bath. Okay, Thermalizer. So, uh, like so you're the, saying there's a jacuzzi back there. Yeah, there's a jacuzzi. Yeah, it'll yes. burn you. But yes. uh, some of the meats that took a long time to cook, mm-hmm. those weren't you know cooked in small batches to order because how do you time that up six hours ahead of time? Mm-hmm. You're not timing that up. You know, mm-hmm. More like how a regular restaurant would like make it and then reheat to order. Yeah. Instead of to order, it was uh, packed in plastic bags and they'd reheat. 10, 15 orders at a time uh, okay, you know sense. and it was it was put the bag in here for at least this amount of time for the max this amount of time take it out some of some of them you had to add a little bit some of them you didn't you had to strain a little something off and mm-hmm. put it in the line and it's good see and that's that's chipotle but so that's see. how you keep it the same exactly the same, the that same, is the, same. that is the best example of technology in a setting that is the technology of the future mm-hmm. at least in my mm-hmm. opinion where it's low energy um, yeah. consistent foolproof foolproof yeah and so th- that little example right there and that technique or they've been doing that since well, definitely since I worked there see? since before I worked there so it's almost like how yeah. we see so military stuff that ends up getting to us they're like, like oh they've MRE. had that for 15 years yeah, yeah. clearly so that's kind of how sous machines made into homes and then now it's only a matter of time before you see them at like Target and before you see them at everywhere I mean if yeah. anything I'm pretty sure they sell them there now yeah but It'll be even more affordable to the everyday I think person. it's only a matter of time. I mean, I guess they do have it now. I think I've seen it at, like, Trader Joe and, and Safeway before where you can, like, buy, like, 
Uh, I cannot think of not one pulled meat kind of thing. Like carnitas in a yeah, bag, in a plastic good. bag. Yep. Yeah. There's no reason you couldn't put that plastic bag in a pot of simmering water. Yeah, same shit. Instead of opening yeah. the bag and mm-hmm. putting it in reheating a pan. Reheating it again, yeah. It's just a different way of yeah. reheating it. See, exactly and I think that's same. where people are starting to break down the notion of, like, you know, uh, uh, embracing those things. And mm-hmm. I, this is what's strange about food. I have no idea where it goes, but it's just as it evolves and the more knowledge that I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, like all those buds words we talk about and stuff like that. And even mm-hmm. trying to ask more questions about, you know, types of food, stuff we ingest. It's starting to really feel like it's like a thousand percent marketing at that point. I mean, you technically don't have to eat a mm-hmm. lot. And I know people mm-hmm. have appetites and there's something for everybody and yeah. how and what and why that is and how it's consumed. I mean, I think we're only now just slowly scratching the surface of what, you know, we want to eat or supposed to eat or, you know, have fun doing. Was that everything good? Yeah, I just got to set a timer. I forgot that like 45 minutes, I got to call the meat order in. Otherwise, oh, no. I don't. Yeah, one do tomorrow. It, <laughs> and then I'm screwed because today's Thursday. Uh, oh, no, today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Thursday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. All right. I still got to place a meat order uh, anyway. Oh, brain damage from a car accident. <laughs> yeah. I'm going after him. Yeah. You have Alzheimer's yeah, instantly. Brain damage from, from just <laughs> dumb as fuck, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I got one brain cell, okay? It bounces around in there as fast as it can. <laughs> I think less is better than more. Yeah. I think more is the, the farce. Yeah. You start to see things more simply for what they are. Uh, I think so. Yeah, no, it's fucking getting hot out here. It's hot. Sacramento's the sun did turning. not go the way I thought it was going yeah, to. I thought, I thought we were going to get shade, and yeah. uh, we are we gotta get you know, on the roasting. Other side of the I'm trying to get pre-tan for when I, for when I leave. To I know. What's the, what's, the, what's the weather that, right now? What's, that? what's the weather? I don't know. I have not looked it up. When you went there last time, what, 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 what time Ten of years year? ago. What time of the year? It's oh, What time of year was it? Uh, around this time, probably. Maybe a little bit later in the year. Nice. Summer. It gets hot there. Nice. Yeah, plan to do some super uh, similar to here. Eatings. Oh, is it really similar climate? Similar climate. Yeah, almost the same. Oh, must be beautiful. Must be nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. A little bit more rocky, maybe. More like, uh, at least the places I've been are more like the foothills rather than the valley. But they definitely have valleys, right? Obviously. Well, without the foothills, Um, you gotta have the valleys. No, the weather in Italy is similar uh, for the most part. Uh, A little bit higher elevation, so it does snow there in different parts. Uh, The food. The what grows is very similar. What what is able to grow is similar. What grows is a little bit different based on like the cultural. Like uh, we have bok choy on the menu right now, only oh, because Sa- Sacramento has a huge like Asian influence, right? True. And that's True. like a big thing. Uh, that's I shouldn't say a big thing. That's a that's definitely like an Asian ingredient, right? Bok choy. Never heard of it. You know, <laughs> lions. <laughs> uh, so it's been nice to have like something like that on the menu here. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, pays a little bit of homage to the to the history of the city, which I which I like a lot. But uh, able to kind of do it, like treat it like how would an Italian cook this, and that's kind of what we're doing, mm. you know. Uh, but as much as bok choy could grow in Italy, I bet you it's not, just because, because it's no like, one's why planting am I it. My like, space yeah, for no bok one's choy. no one's gonna buy this here. Yeah, you know what I mean. The, yeah. the, the people that live here want fennel. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. grow fennel. Yeah. You don't be seeing fennel out here like that. I got fennel on the menu right now, too. You know, uh, of course. I, mean, gotta have fennel. Yeah, I love fennel. Fennel yeah. is good. Fennel seeds yeah. are <sighs> underrated. That's a, that's a huge part of Italian cooking. Yeah. Like every sausage has fennel it's hard seed. It's fucking find fennel seeds. Like yeah. just in, 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 in menus and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a lost. Uh, it's I usually like hidden pizza. if they have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or in salami. Fennel's probably one of the more underrated um, versatile yeah. slept on ingredients yeah. i love fennel there's too. a lot of different implications with that fucking mm-hmm. and this shit looks crazy and it looks it looks beautiful though like the ferns yeah, yeah. off of it yeah and then you can use all that too mm-hmm. um what else what else is happening in italy a lot of wine's gonna be getting drank okay gonna be getting drank visiting nice, getting visiting two on. different wineries while okay. i'm there nice any, any food excursions going on no not not anything planned okay uh, for me I'm hoping, I'll, you know, just the eating every day stuff is, is what I'll be doing. Yeah. Maybe I should stop eating pasta before I go there. More so snacking or is it more like just long? Yeah, much more um, small bites throughout the day rather than like I'm sitting down for breakfast. I'm sitting down for lunch. I'm mm-hmm. sitting down for dinner. Nice. Much more like kind of what I do now, which is like, oh, breakfast, I got a coffee and a pastry. Cool. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, lunch, uh, I got, like, some cold cuts and bread from yeah. somewhere. Cool. Yeah. And then dinner's like, all right, let's sit down and party and hang out and nice feast a little bit. Or maybe just, like, instead of feast, let's just, like, get out all the cured meats, get out the cheeses, get out yeah. some bread, and just hang out for hours. Oh, man, that sounds fucking It's, tremendous. like, the main event. Oh, That's, like, a very food. European, Mediterranean European style of, of eating. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to the rest of the Mediterranean. I, I can't imagine it's different, but that, that's just a good way to eat because there's so much uh, edible stuff all over the place. You know, you just pick, grab, yeah. pick, grab. You're never, it's not like you go into dinner like, I'm starving, how are you eating all day? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking, that's nice. Two weeks in Italy. Yeah. I am I am hyped for the Italy. Oh, fucking nice. Yeah, what else is going on in town? Any new restaurants? Uh... What did we talk about mm-hmm. last time? I know I didn't. I think we were starting time. to talk about um, uh, supermarkets as food store. Was that? Did we? Re- was that? No, we didn't record at the pizza place. No, I don't know. No, I don't remember what we were talking about. I remember asking a lot about Marta Batali. I remember that. Yeah, and how he got canceled right away. But his influence on the generation, the last fifteen years. Yeah, it was my definitely, fascination. Definitely, uh, I think. I would argue that like all the the individualistic stuff that like cooks do now, like I like to wear funky looking socks. I think that's definitely arguably from him of like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm all put together except I do this one weird thing where I wear orange clock orange mm-hmm. crocs. Yeah, his branding was amazing for himself. Yeah. Well, it's just a good way to brand yourself, you yeah. know? Like if you have like that one thing like everything is very uniform. But then part of your uniform is like one thing that's off. You're like, oh man, I seen that guy that wears the the yeah, button up print unique. shirts. Yeah, that makes yeah. you. Oh no, uh, I don't remember what he does, but I, I remember liking that guy. Yeah, it, it's a way to like attach that one thing to you. Yeah, it's a way to kind of separate yourself from the pack. Yeah, and build your identity. And that's I mean, like, what is it? Christine ultimately. Kish always um, has like her hair. Mm-hmm. She always has like her hair. Thing yeah, that that way. That's like it's a style of brand. If she ever changed it, she would have to do something equally as like dynamic not not crazy but yeah dynamic that's yeah. a good word yeah, yeah. It's gotta be she could never just have like a bob effect. no it can't because then it kind of takes effect of the whole caricature unless and this is where you know savvy you know restaurateurs or savvy you know personalities will rebrand and then relaunch because i mean mm-hmm. if anything in reality as i think about it now in hindsight it's that always should have been that if anything that should be more emphasized to the people of the culinary world I know we hide in kitchens now, but as it's evolved, it's become an open kitchen conversation. It's become your representative of not only the, you know, the, the techniques, 
um, but the knowledge of food and just the overall experience. I think there has to be some of that tied into it. Uh, mm-hmm. If if mm-hmm. you're savvy enough like that, because to just be a regular, you know, Chef White's and the stereotypical, oh, I'm just a guy and I'm just, you know, grinding through. There is that. But to build and, you know, branch out and do all that. I mean, to me, that's why I bring it back to the Batali thing, because I'm like, I remember starting school and learning cooking. Like, for instance, just like uh, Birkenstocks were like the main shoe, if not mm-hmm. the, I forgot the other clogs. that Dance goes. Dance goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the only two. My right? mom asked me about that today. I was like, what do you know about Dance goes? Yeah, exactly. But that was the OG OG one. Mm-hmm. And then it went to Berkey's and then now it's mm-hmm. Crocs. Crocs. So that was all to me. That was just one dude. And I'm talking about Crocs, not not like some, oh, it's just a chef thing. That became like popular culture. And not because mm-hmm. of Marbitali, but the fact that it was able to infiltrate into the yeah, cooking world. People were like, this is comfy. Exactly. And that's just one thing that he had. And then I was looking at a lot of his shows. I mean, I used to watch his shows when I was younger. I think he's one of the better, you know, performers and, you know, kind of, at least for his time, he was one of the great ambassadors of Italian cooking. Because up until that point, I remember thinking Italian cooking was just one thing. And he introduced yeah, all the little regions, like different types. With meat boss. Mm-hmm. He had a half an hour pasta cooking show and, and it was cream. so efficient. Like he was able to really give you a region and all that. So it's unfortunate, at least in the turn of offense, but I'm not fully disclosing him. I have a feeling he'll be back in some form of conversation down mm-hmm. the road. There's no way that he's just gone. The forever. cooking world is just going to, you know, make him disappear. I don't think that's the right thing. I could be wrong, but that's just my premonition just because we'll see. of his contribution. Yeah, he you know could, I, I mean? bet he's just hiding out until he has to some big enough storm of whatever media comes in and he's also just going to pop up. Oh, you want Mario Batali soup? Yeah. It'll, it'll come back as more like a, a cult following. Yeah. Cause I guarantee you there's going to be a whole brand new wave of chefs that are going to kind of follow in that footstep of high end, you know, like badass cookery, you know, and then they're going to come upon his whole thing and never knowing that he was ever around to the yeah, point where everybody who's in the found industry, this, I found this like secret guy. Yeah, no one exactly. knows about him. No one even, I looked him up online and there's nothing on him. Like, yeah, what? like, what do you mean? There's nothing on that, that guy was, that guy was all over TV for mm-hmm. like years. Yeah. I mean, shit, he had one of the greatest like uh, culinary cookbook runs, like for sure, for sure. Considering the amount of, influence and and uh what's it called like uh all of his creative juice just from that avenue and like i said it was all in the spirit of italian things like mm-hmm. it's insane like italy like that big ass yeah. like and he didn't even do like italian like let me also borrow from like lebanon and stuff mm-hmm. it was straight italy. up every oh, single region every single little township mm-hmm. he went and did all that like so far to the point where he was able to open up his little mozzarella bar and shit i was like that's yeah. such an innovative yeah. idea and it's just and don't get me wrong, there's a fucking shit ton of chefs that have never been spoken about. Some that are out mm-hmm. there, you know, you've met a shit ton of them, worked with a bunch of them. Um, but like I said, I'm only bringing light to him because he's one of... of he was the big one. A he lot was the of, biggest yeah. one, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. For Italian, So yeah. now just to have that kind of wave of all those culinary giants kind of... Not necessarily pass along, it's just... It feels like it's just a turnover of a different generation. You know, with uh, Anthony Bourdain passing... Uh, Batali getting, you know, kind of stricken, and all the other chefs around that same time but frame kind of just getting older. He was part older. of that first group of chefs that, like, became celebrities. Mm-hmm. But, like, when they were starting out, they were just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't I don't have any skills. I don't want to go to school. Fuck it, let me just go wash some dishes to make money. Mm-hmm. And then as they moved up, then they were like, oh, cool, whatever, I run a place, cool, sweet. And mm-hmm. then out of nowhere or all of a sudden food got popular and they happened to be the ones that made it popular. Yeah. You know, they didn't have the, even the inkling of an idea that they were ever going to be like 
international names. No. They were just like, oh, I'll just make like just enough Atlantic. money. Yeah. Like this, this is cool. I like doing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fun time. It's not like the the people in school now are even like when I was going to school what ten years ago now. That's crazy. Mm, crazy. Whereas like I went to school with people who were like, oh, I'm gonna be the next Mario Batali. I'm yeah. gonna be the next. Like, what do you mean, dude? That's like point zero 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 one. That's like people. making it to NBA if NBA had one team with five players on it. Yeah, like you want to be on that, this, that, that one team. That's <laughs> like your base goal. Yeah. No, I'm not saying like don't shoot for that, but like you might want to have a goal that's a that's for that can actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, realistically, because that's a different but side now, of the business. There's so much intake. There's so much media content created, and yeah. there's so many avenues. Like, you almost can have yeah. that as like, oh no, I'm, that's where I'm gonna start. Yeah. Like, what? See, but I think it does change the dynamic in a good way because I think, like, I'm a big proponent of like food in general, like just kind of knowledge, uh, you know, understanding techniques, stuff like that. I think that's important. Um, and I think that was dope because what ends up happening is if you want to go that route and be a personality and a you know a proponent of food, you have to really like it for it to resonate with people, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the cool thing because I think what will happen is the people that continue to do it and will will be successful because because that avenue is available now and that yeah. only is going to reach more people. Um, but anybody who's doing any you know half-assed attempt in it or just wanting to, they're going to get found out so fast. Yeah, because yeah. it's just hard to want to be you know hard to do that stuff and not be passionate about it. So it, one thing is going to fucking you know kind of be revealed. So yeah. even even if you were like going to fake that passion, you you could only fake it for so long before yeah. someone either you would get sick of doing it or mm-hmm. someone would be like. No man, I know that guy. He doesn't care about that. Yeah, you know? like mm-hmm. it's it's too easy to get found out now. You, yeah, I yeah. agree. That's why it's like the the plight is interesting. I think that's why the the the, the Tali situation and kind of seeing that old that old generation of chefs and kind of analyzing their impact on the popularity of food today. I mean, shit, Bourdain alone already gave people just a certain level of artistry with the industry and a certain level of romanticizing you know the lifestyle um mm-hmm. in in good and bad ways you know he was very yeah. forthright and then was able to even transcend uh the conversation of food outside of a kitchen into a cultural tie uh to his credit and that's and he's right along there with you know all them other guys we mentioned and plus all of them dudes that were able to bring cooking to where it is now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. where it goes i have no idea but that's why speculative talk is always interesting but there's always going to be that that small circle of people that will continue, and I'm a big proponent of making sure that this stays analog in in the way of mm-hmm. knowing how to, you know, understand you know uh, vegetables from ground up, understanding how to harvest, yeah. understanding how to cook, understanding how to. Once you have that, I'm that's where I'm at because that those are the techniques that I think are the most important and the most ancient shit that we could preserve because mm-hmm. it is just like how do you saute a carrot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little things. Can, can you yeah. actually do it without burning it, mm-hmm. without just letting it sit there for hours? Okay, you gotta, you know, you gotta do it at pace. Can you do it at pace? Yeah, yeah. That, that shouldn't be regulated to just people who work in a kitchen. The the thing, the cool part about kitchens, I think, is trying to put the emphasis on making sure that the chefs that are still out there, and I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say this is what's probably happening still because that is the industry, will hold those principles accountable and will continue to have it thrive because like we always say that style of you know cooking dining is really a one percent thing mm-hmm. the good part is everything that's in the middle that's pop culture now is way better than you know not way better, but just more more abundant and then more intricate and detailed what's available to the everyday person which mm-hmm. ultimately helps the knowledge helps you know spread 
you know, uh, kind of the information about, you know, various things and gets people in tune and wanting to be a part of, you know, food in their lives or in, in everyday sources. And that's what's, I think, ultimately cool on all levels, if that's what's happening. But like I said, back to his influence, I was like, that's just, it's just crazy to think now. Because when I was coming in, like I said, it was just, it was brand spanking new yeah. as this is rising. It was him and whatever BAM guy. I can't oh, uh, yeah. you know uh, Emerald Lagasse. Emerald. Yeah. And then it was. I mean, I'm, I'm a Jacques Pepin guy. Uh, I'm a yeah, Yang like Cook. But that's Julia like Childs. not who I started with. It, mm-hmm. was, it was those two guys. And then, um. The other one that's on Food Network all the time with the oh Alton Brown, no, no, not so much him. Oh Bobby Flay, Bobby Flay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flay killed it too. Yeah, he was kind of a little bit younger than those guys, mm-hmm. but he was definitely like the next super name. Yeah, he did it. He did and it well for it uh, for South American food. Yeah, and he was an Irish dude from New York. Yeah, that's how crazy that is. But the fact that his personality rang true, and the fact that he was well sorted out with his knowledge of the. Uh, you know the the culinary arts through those avenues yeah he slept on too because think about it to be that guy right and here's mm-hmm. the cool part about a lot of them dudes is they came from regular kitchens yeah you know they're all he tried to have any ambition to oh. be internationally no. known he's like i'm just gonna make good food mm-hmm. and then it just happened to be yeah oh now okay well the next project now mm-hmm. the next project and it's probably why he's been so successful is because it's like it's not like, oh, I'm trying to be internationally famous. I'm like, no. oh, this restaurant said, I'm just going to make mm. the next restaurant that follows the next thing yeah. I want to do. It's a certain type of madness yeah. with a, a restaurant, you know, a cook, restaurant person. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like the Gordon Ramsay shit. It's oh, yeah. yeah. David Chang, uh, you know, uh, what's that dude in uh, fucking Portland? Uh, Andy Rickard or Andy Ricker. Mm. I forget. I think his name is. Yeah, same thing. There's a certain obsession where it's. And like I said, I always pin it on creativity. There's a certain madness. Uh, I want to say Andy Ricker said it or David Chang, but he's like, dude, if I didn't have to do this, I wouldn't. I hate it. It's just the business is so, uh, it makes me miserable, but I, I love it secretly. Yeah. I just can't Secret. admit it because it's, yeah. I fucking hate it. It's like, like it's so much work, mm-hmm, Yeah, but I can't do anything else. It's a miserable existence, but it's a righteous one, I think, in the idea that your livelihood is... Like what you mentioned earlier, it's, it's it's multifaceted. You walk into the day putting out fires, and you're always yeah. constantly on, and it's just trying to cinch up little things. It's definitely never a walk in the park every day. Oh, I say every day. I'm like, I wish I could just come in and just work my station. Yeah. That's what I wish. Mm-hmm. It'll never happen. No, the, that day, not. for me, yeah. that's come and gone. Mm-hmm. I don't get to just work my area anymore. And even when... I was in that stage. It was already like, oh, cool, you're kind of almost getting the hang of this. Let's add more responsibility, uh, you know. Yeah. There's never going to be a time where it's like I 100% get to 100% my day, you know. Mm. It's kind of like the completionist is like worst nightmares. You don't get to be a completionist because yeah. you'll never finish. You never finish, yeah. There's always one more that's, task. That's the that's the kicker of the actual industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The prep list is forever. Like yeah. there's never a time you when you're dead. You have to find a way to like – do everything do 100 percent of everything but at like 80 percent at 80 percent yeah yeah because that's as soon as you get it to like 90 percent mm-hmm. it's like oh someone dropped some of it oh some customer came in and wants 10 pounds of that oh mm-hmm. you know it's constant that's why oh, you, you got dragged yeah, away you can oh, never you burnt that it. mindset i always yeah. remember thinking that but it's a it's a feeling though when you're able to like rush and get through prep mm-hmm. and it's something simple like that it's like you set up a challenge you hit it you hit the mark you finish through, you get service done. 
and then you start it all over again. Yeah. And that's the business. And that, oh, that prep project that you did today? Yeah, you went through all of it. Yeah. So do more again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I have all these other projects. I don't know, bro. Figure yeah. it out. And then you got to readjust yeah. and kind of put... Yeah, and that's what like I said. It's 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 the madness of I love industry. that part of it. It is. It's I, the best it, yeah, part. Yeah, I hate that part. Uh-huh. He's like, fuck, dude. I wish I could just come in one day and have a chill day. That chill day is never coming. Yeah. Because even if it is a chill day, you're like... I should really take apart the oven and clean it. I, mm-hmm. I should really do that other cleaning project or I should really type up that thing that I've been saying I'm going to type up forever. That would make my life easier. And yeah. yeah, It's uh, cool. It's cool. I enjoy it, but it's, uh, it's tough. I want a time machine back to like the first couple of restaurants and just see what that process was like. Yeah. Whenever that was, I have no idea, but just kind of them figuring out. If like, it's always been this way of like, yeah. right, we got to make like, we got to fire like 10 rabbits today because mm-hmm. we're probably going to sell like 10, we're probably mm-hmm. sell like nine. And yeah. then we want to eat. It probably started off like, you know, like a casual fair, like, Hey, come by the house. You know, we, can we come by every month? Yeah, dude. Hey, you know, my friends want to come and like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, stalls. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then it's slowly. And then I always the think it started with stalls. Thing. I could stalls see that. Of food, right? Like, yeah. Like at a market, someone, it makes the most sense. got really good at making food or whatever. And, uh, like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just at my house just put up a tent outside mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, here, I'll come just keep get on the, doing this. Come get these rabbits that I that mm-hmm. I cook, or come get this, and people come up here. Here's a couple nickels. Cool. See you later. Yeah. And then you were like, damn, dude, I'm kind of like I kind of need like a fridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and then it's like, damn, dude, like my partner's getting mad at me. That I'm taking up the whole house with rabbits. Yeah. Let me see if I can get like a separate place that more I, space that I go to and just do that. I, mm-hmm. Separate from to my me, house. that's kind of how I think it, it everything evolved. went down. Yeah, it's like I need I need a place that like okay that is a little bit more central to all these people that I buy stuff from. So because I got the you know I got my salt person yelling at me that they got a the horse takes too long to get to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's crazy. There you go. Probably that, that's what I, I think. I'm like, man, what to? It, it, it's simple though. That's it, it's the perfect way you described it because all it is is just I'm just trying to supply you know a need for you know a fellow a fellow i make this thing that people like and so Mm -hmm. sure i'll just make extra and sell it yeah oh also a lot of people like it all right i'll make a lot extra oh man now this is kind of taking up my whole day yeah see and that's what i'm saying a lot of people i think that have gotten to the industry don't necessarily go in looking for it like that they just kind of fall in and then fall in love with it yeah like there's no i couldn't not tell you that i went to culinary school knowing like oh man i love this stuff and i'm gonna be this dude i was just like better than what i'm doing now so i'll just do this i just went to culinary school because i thought it'd be a good life skill to have for myself see just on the side i didn't even see it that deep i just knew like well it's better than whatever i was doing at the time and it served me well because like you said it's, it's skills for life and it it's never ending so you could always just get lost in it, like, mm-hmm. and you could go any, any route, and you're never wrong because it's just food at the end of the day. It's just something different. Yeah, someone will like it eventually. You can stick it out long enough. Oh man, that shit is fucking. It's crazy that way. It is. It is. I, I just it's it's constant, and I. That's I why I always think questions. that there will always be restaurants. Yeah, there has to be. Yeah. Even even if we do perfect food replication, I think there will always be like a group that just says no, nope, just tastes yeah. different. When you can smell it and yeah. first. Well, I think that same group that out. does fine dining, if people that don't do fine dining but don't eat out are people that also have high cooking acumen mm. and then mm. are having these same kind of environments in at home. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking in my head, okay, if there's a small percentage of people eating out at fine dining, there's mid-casual, and then there's fast food. Most people are doing fast food. Some people are doing ha- mid-casual. The rest of the people are doing what? Cooking at home. Cooking at home. So that's what I'm thinking is like, okay, cool. That's always going to be the balance. Mm-hmm. And I think as everything goes forward, it's just going to continue to evolve but hopefully get better. Like my emphasis yeah. would be it'd be cool to see just at, at baseline everybody just cooks. Probably you know. bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I, I'm thinking. I think a lot of people are not good at cooking. Not at the, the moment. For the most part. But I want to say that maybe it's getting a little better. I think so. Right? Yeah. Like at least anybody in our generation. Well, it's if cheaper. If you're not into food. We're all food. trying to save money. So exactly. it's cheaper to cook at yeah. home. And then you can have like, oh, it's like I went out to eat if I spend enough time working on it at home. and yeah. Screw it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing. I find that kind of thing very intriguing. I think about it sometimes, but... I try not to think about it for too long because that's how you just get lost. Your whole day disappears. Yeah. Thinking about stuff like that. Yeah, I just pointed out an idea. It is cool to at least think about it and see that because things have changed, but they haven't really. So it's it's more or less the same. It's just trying to, you know. It's the same but different. Yeah, it's the same but different. Yeah, because yeah, don't get convoluted and, you know, what's being reported and shit like that. Even the stuff we go into, like government or not, you're like, yo, most people don't really pay attention to it. And most of the time you don't see it affect you. Uh, in the interim, it's always slow moving, but as that changes, something else does. So it constantly stays balanced to varying degrees because yeah. it hasn't really changed. The only things that change are level of business and then evolution of every restaurant. And it's just it's a constant, you know, it's constant pressure. If you hated the industry before the pandemic and left, whoever stayed like is is gonna just be able to, you know you know persevere and then it's on to the next because anybody who left it's never a bad thing anybody who tries their hand in doing the business is already like hey good good luck and happy you tried your best that's how that's how i feel better i'll Mm -hmm. help anybody who's just starting out or has been around for a while because i'm like it's just hard it's hella hard like you want a little help from me and i I can yeah you got it see we talked about what roxy closed in the other day we talked about uh what else did we talk about the pizza shop there was another shop that closed right Another place that closed? Oh, uh, that brewery. Um, it was uh, on Folsom Boulevard next mm-hmm. to Tres Hermanas. What was it called? The other, oh, the other oh, side. Oh, the, uh, the other side, side by yeah. Track 7. Track 7. Yeah, the yeah. brewery didn't close, but one of, but their, the lo- one of location. their locations. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like one closes, plenty open up. Yeah. And then it's the cycle. That's why I was like, eh, as much as we talk that things crazy and we go stretch out into the future and go deep into the past, at the end of the day, one, it's food. Second, it seems to balance itself out to where eh, it's more of the same. You could say it's expensive now, but in relative, it's there's no price on food. <laughs> it's just you going to pay for it. And yeah. I think where the emphasis is is always going to be the experience in relation to you know, in, in relation to person, and they're always going to be there. Yeah. It's wild. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have anything to add to that. Oh, I think that's it. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I'm calling it a day. My, my allergies are, I hate fucking spring just because it gets heavy allergies because the rain yeah. all dust everything's up and then oh, it's windy and then it's hot at the same time. Yeah. It's just madly uncomfortable. I fucking hate it. It's got. It's prepping you for summer when it gets actually hot. I know. But there's no breeze. I know. Eighty. No early shade. shade. I thought today felt hot. It's like oh, it's gonna be uh, 106 this year. It's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. That's God what I try damn. to think. All right, Pablo. Tell the people what the fuck they want to hear, man. Uh, drink your water. Oh, listen yes. to listen. Yes. 
be kind to your neighbor. I don't remember any of these things that I say anymore. Uh, that's what happens when you get a car accident. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, brain damage. Vote us into office. <laughs> in the we office. can fix every problem. Yeah, cook, eat, cook, live eat. well. Live, yeah, laugh, well. love. Live, laugh, <laughs> eat, pray, pizza, eat, whatever pray, that is. Eat, pray, pizza. Uh, I know. We, do, we need to do like a pizza show too. I realize I love pizza. And we I love pizza, eat dude. Pizza Eating that pizza last week at that or two weeks ago. At that place, yo, that shit was surprisingly really good. Ah oh, man, like, dude, I want it right now. I didn't know what to expect. I had it before, but at that uh, particular moment, that shit was really fucking good. I think it was the vibe of that day. Could have been. Yeah, it I think perfect. it was just like, yeah. oh, let's just meet up, have some pizza. Yeah. It but was yeah. just it, it was just hitting correctly. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And then it started like get busy as we sat in there. It was like, oh yeah, we beat the rush. Yeah, like, we beat the yeah, rush. We're better than all you yeah. stupid idiots. <laughs> exactly, we ate. Yeah, it imagine waiting for your pizza. I got <laughs> mine like right away. <laughs> yeah, nobody in here is dead silent. So beautiful. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you, brother. Always an appreciate, man. Yeah.